8850-KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's nice to be with you. Thank you for being alongside. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Great to be here with you. Great to have you. What's going on at Ascension this time of year? Good question, Gary. Uh, We are gearing up for our live nativity, so that's the big thing right now. Um, And that's taking place uh, Saturday, December the 17th. It's coming up real soon. Uh, Here at Ascension in South City, uh, South St. Louis, from 5 to 9 p.m. You have been doing that for several years now, right? That's right. Yeah, this is, oh boy, maybe year number eight. Uh, But it really is a fun time. It's uh, live animals. We'll have uh, some calves, sheep, donkey or two. Uh, The camel is always the big hit. We'll have a live camel. Uh, And then also costume characters, uh, hot chocolate, cookies, uh, music by various groups throughout the evening as well. Uh, Storyboards with scripture on it, explaining what people are seeing and experiencing. And then a, a radio. Uh, we have kind of our own. It's not quite KFUO, Gary, but it's okay. just kind of a, 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 a short area, you know, radio transmitter. Yeah. And then uh, people are able to, to listen to that Christmas account as well. So follow our spotlight uh, to, uh, to Ascension. Uh, yes, yeah, Saturday, December 17th. We are in St. Louis Hills neighborhood, uh, which goes all out with Christmas lights. Yeah, you, so you, you can, said that. I remember you talking about yeah. that before. So that's yep. a, a, a sight to see as well while you're out there. Yep, you can make a whole evening of it. And uh, we wanted to do something uh, distinctly that proclaims Jesus' birth in the midst of uh, the Christmas lights here in, in our neighborhood. I mean, boy, people rent shuttles and lumos <laughs> and drive through the, the roads here just because the people really do go all out. So uh, glad we can be a part of that. Glad we can share Christ. Yeah. So um, is the zoo going to be missing some animals for a night then? <laughs> Where do you get it, live camel? <laughs> Good question. So there's been a couple different places that they rent them out and they, they focus on things like a live nativities and things like that. And we found a really good place. Their, their, their name escapes my mind right now, but the animals are very well cared for. Their handlers are there with them all evening to make sure that they're uh, safe and sound. Uh, and boy, it is a highlight because you really do see the sights, the smells, <laughs> and you, you really do imagine what it may have been like that very first Christmas. So, well, good. I, I just I was wondering where you could find a camel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's legitimate, Gary. We're not we're not taking anything I mean, from the zoo. I'm okay, sure good. That. <laughs> I thought maybe the, some guys on the men's club were sneaking out there and taking some stuff from the zoo. <laughs> yeah. So you, you never you, know about that men's club. It's two men in a camel. That's like <laughs> that's the name of the company, right? Like two yeah. men in a truck, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all kidding aside, let's jump into our reading for this week. We read first and second John, right? Yeah, it's correct. First and Second John, two epistles written by one of Jesus' disciples, John, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, last week when we talked, we read uh, two epistles by Peter, another one of Jesus' disciples, the first and second Peter. Now we have first and second John. Uh, so I just think that's interesting that he writes from this perspective of one of the 12 disciples. He also was part of that inner circle along with Peter and James of Jesus. Uh, they got to see Jesus in some really special ways like the Mount of Transfiguration and really in close proximity to him in the Garden of Gethsemane as well. John is also unique because it seems as though he is the only disciple not to be martyred, you know, killed for the sake of the faith. Um, John instead is sort of abandoned on the island of Patmos, which is in a whole lot better, I suppose. Uh, And that's where he writes uh, the book of Revelation. We'll get to that pretty soon uh, in the coming weeks. 
Uh, so here is John, uh, who really eventually is the last disciple standing, and he's still writing to people with that eyewitness experience of having seen and heard all that Jesus had done. Um, and I think that's that's pretty unique. So in these books, he, he calls the people he's writing to uh, children, even little children, uh, perhaps because he's a little older at this point, but perhaps too, and maybe even more so, just because he's emphasizing that family of faith, uh, that the church is indeed uh, baptized uh, brothers and sisters, maybe we can say mothers and fathers, uh, and sons and daughters uh, in, in Christ. Uh, so he writes with that familial type language. Um, yeah, just some, some verses to highlight. I think these are uh, would be familiar, these verses, probably to a lot of uh, Lutherans who are listening. First uh, John 1, verses 8 and 9, we hear these words, uh, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, those words are used in our, our liturgy. Um, Divine Service Setting One in Lutheran Service Book, for those who are keeping track. Those are words where we confess our sins in worship, and then we receive absolution, forgiveness in worship as well. So I think one of the neat things is is our, our church service, our worship t- together as Lutherans, almost all of what we say, at least out of the hymnal, is is straight from Scripture. <laughs> and this is one of the many examples where we're just speaking the words of Scripture when we gather together in worship, which I, I really appreciate. I think that's that's pretty neat that our worship is so centered around God's Word, that those are the very words we say. Uh, but these words in particular, I think they're really significant. Um, words uh, of law, words of gospel, uh, words of truth. Uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us, right? We're lying to ourselves if we think we're perfect or if we think we really don't need forgiveness that much or I'm not that bad compared to some other guy. No, we're deceiving ourselves. Uh, but then that beautiful promise in verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, it's it's not that he might forgive our sins or if, you know, if we're a good enough person, he'll forgive our sins. No, it's so absolute that God forgives our sins uh, as we come to him repentance and faith. And then the other absolute word, too, is is all unrighteousness. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's not like, well, just our little sins are forgiven or the sins that um, we're, we're um, uh, you know, that we don't do all that often are forgiven or whatever. No qualifications. Right. Cleansed from all unrighteousness. And that includes the sins that we do that we don't even realize we're doing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> Those are the, the ones that always ones. get me. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, Gary, great point. In the same words of confession, uh, we say that. Uh, forgive us our sins. You know, I've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I've what we've done and by what we've left undone. Yeah. Right. So the sins of commission that we've committed where we've actively you know, hurt our neighbor, sinned against God, but also those sins of omission where, yeah, we could have helped our neighbor. We could have spoken that kind word. But we've neglected to do it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Guilty as charged. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think those are, are significant verses there. Then, then, too, John talks a lot about love. He uses the word love, you know, in agape, you know, in the Greek in particular. Love again and again and again, especially in First John. So, one example is in chapter 4. Uh, verses 7 through 12, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up with this, Gary, but uh, he talks about God is love even. He says, A beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Uh, no one has, has ever seen God. Uh, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So just in those few verses, boy, the word love is used a whole bunch of times. Right. Uh, but the point being uh, that God is love. He is love. And what a, what a wonderful thing that if there's a one word, perhaps, that defines who God is, it's, it's love. And the way in which he demonstrated his love for us, as John so beautifully puts it, he sent his son. He sent his only son of the world that we might live through him. What a beautiful demonstration of love and sacrificial love for us. And then that reminder, verse 11, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We love because he first loved us, as John's going to say elsewhere in his book. I think that's just so simple, but yet profound, too. We love because he first loved us. God did it all first, created us, loved us, sent his son for us, and that motivates us, certainly, you know, thanksgiving and joy in our hearts, to love our neighbor. Could you lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, I'd be happy to, Gary. Lord God, we thank you for the disciple John, uh, another individual that you called. Uh, we thank you also, Lord, for the ways in which you spoke through him through your Holy Spirit, in his inspired words before us today. We thank you for the reminder that you are indeed love and that you demonstrate that love in sending your only begotten Son. Lord, as you have loved us, let us be motivated to love our neighbor. Uh, help us to love because you, O oh Lord, first loved us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week, Matt? So next week, we are going to read Third John, just uh, one chapter long, and then Jude, another chapter long book, and then we're going to get into Revelation, Gary, Revelation chapter 1 through chapter 5. So we're reading Third uh, John all the way through Revelation 5? That's correct. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Thank you. We are listener-supported KFUO. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts, including this segment. Say KFUO if you have one of those smart speakers, or you can just type KFUO and you're searching in there at your podcast place, and you'll find our podcast there. We are KFUO Radio.